Welcome, everyone, to another installment of the Combat Learjet podcast. My name is Derek. I'm joined today by Steve, the man behind Combat Learjet on Instagram, and his longtime uh, partner and flight flying partner and friend, uh, Jay. Explain so much. Uh, Jay, also known as Pilot Stuff from Instagram. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. Great, man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Well, Jay, we uh, we talked last time, told some stories, told kind of your your flying history, all that. So, like I said, we've been together for uh, not as partners as flying partners uh, for almost eighteen years. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's. Uh, we had a lot of great times, man, together. I have to say, yeah, one of my favorite pilots to fly with. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed our, our time. We always had a good time. We flew, uh, enjoyed what we had to do. And it wasn't always the best missions that we were out doing together. So um, I think we did a lot of VFR flying, a lot more VFR flying than most of the other guys in the squadron. For whatever reason, if it was a good day, we'd, we'd go VFR over Colorado, probably more than yeah. anybody else in the Learjet yeah. over yeah. the last 15 years. In other places. I think we were probably one of the first guys to take it into uh, Telluride. I know yeah. you and I went there yeah. first, and I know several. I've seen pictures of the guys doing it uh, recently, but uh, yeah, we we went out, kind of explored the envelope on a lot of that stuff, and uh, it was it was great uh, to see and do that. And yeah. some of those fields like that, you know, uh, Kodiak and Telluride, one way in, one way out fields. Yeah, Telluride's what nine. 9,000 plus feet there. And then we've also, I think you've also been into, I didn't go in there with you, but Leadville, Colorado, which is the highest altitude airport, uh, I think, in yeah. the United States. That's right. That's right. That was a difficult one because we have to mess with our pressurization because it's over 10,000 feet. Right. So uh, it, it required. Uh, uh, what some, is what is the altitude there? I think it's, uh, it's like 10,100, 10,200 feet. It's over 10,000 feet uh, elevation. I think yeah. so. And, uh, I can't be because we're we're limited to ten thousand. I think it's just maybe it is. Yeah, I I don't remember. Yeah, here we're just speaking off the cuff. It's got to be really close yeah. to that. So, um, but yeah, that was a that was a great time. I I want to talk a little bit about move into the next uh, topic of Instagram, Jay, and kind of how we got going and what we did. And I don't know. I thought I would let you kind of tell the story early on of kind of some of our shenanigans on Instagram and. Uh, Oh, it, take, it takes me back. I don't know if I remember it all, but I just remember uh, I didn't know what Instagram was. So, yeah, you introduced me to it. You'd been on there for a little while, playing around with it. Just a time waster. I mean, that's all Instagram's ever yep. been to me. Is it fills in the gaps when I'm waiting at the airport, waiting anywhere really. I just kind of look down there and hey, there's something dumb to post. Let's put that up. So and see what happens. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, I just remember you discovering chemtrails for the first time. Uh, and explaining that to me, I'm like, what? you got to be kidding me. Uh, people actually believe that, and uh, the whole conspiracy theory surrounding it. So that that kind of got me uh, interested. Just you talking about Instagram and and some of the nuts that were on it already. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a place for me. So <laughs> um, I opened an account. What, about a year after you, maybe? Something like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that. I don't remember what I had for followers in. Um, Maybe three or four thousand, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I'll bet. Yeah, maybe at the most, probably seven or eight. I would say. Yeah. It's a snowball effect. 
So anybody that stays in it long enough, you just you gain more people. Just just the way it works. Some some yeah. a little bit faster than others, that's for sure. I was kind of keeping up with Steve there for a while, maintaining half of his follower population, but then you kind of went off the charts there. Yeah. But anyway, I remember um you know, trying to explain to the chemtrailers that uh you know how crazy this was what they were saying and they just wouldn't have any of it. So that's when I immediately got so frustrated. I'm like, well, I'll just go the other direction and uh, poke fun at them a little bit and uh, and just kind of see where it goes. And so it wasn't long uh, before people were getting on both of us, right, about uh, how terrible we were, spreading chemtrails all over and barium and aluminum and yep. all these things that really don't even exist in uh, aircraft exhaust as far as I know. As far as and, you uh, know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leave the door open a little bit, right? So Yeah. And uh so I just kind of started there and then uh trying to get funnier responses out of people. And uh, we ran into this so we ran into IG Joe. You can probably tell his story a little bit better than I can. Okay. Yeah. We mentioned IG Joe in the previous one. The wizard. The, the wizard with the crystals that dissipated. <laughs> <laughs> I followed him for a while, but I think he, he's one of these guys that has like, he must post 300 posts a day. It just wore me out. So I had to give it up. Um, but uh, occasionally when I'm looking for something funny, I'll go back in there and find something. But uh, I, the point I want to talk about, if you want to mention, remember when we kind of did the, we're on the run? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, somehow uh, I've been feeding these people and there's this one I got the impression, I don't really know if she was a female or not, but she was. And she was concerned because now I'm, I'm acting like I'm a chemtrail guy on the inside working for the government. <laughs> and uh, and I've, I'm having mixed feelings now about spreading chemtrails to control population <laughs> and stuff. And so that's kind of the spin I'm putting on it for her sake. And she starts DMing me personally and asking me like, well, I'm just so glad that you've decided to turn the page and you know, get out of chemtrailing. I'm like, well, <laughs> this is terrible. I, I don't really, I'm not, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> but I was having so much fun with it. I just kind of led her to believe that I was really trying to get out of it. And they were trying to pull me back in and I was getting threatened by my superiors. And uh, so things kept getting more desperate. I told her I was going to be leaving. Like, you know, this is spread out over days, even over the next couple of days and keep an eye on my account because I'm not sure where it's going or how it's going to work out for me. And she'd be like, wow, are, well, if you're, do you, are you safe? Do you need a, you know, do you need some protection of some sort? Do you, you know, she was really concerned for me. So of course I played off of her worst nightmares. And, and, uh, as I recall, I, uh, gave her the time, date and time that I was leaving and made up some crazy story about how they were chasing me and not sure what was going to happen if they caught up with me. And then I, then I, I I'm sorry. I remember you. Uh, there also being um, something about you'd stolen some barium samples from your work as well. <laughs> yeah, to prove, yeah, <laughs> show the world to expose the, what was going on. That's right. Probably did. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, I uh, I just blanked my page out eventually, as if I'd been taken out. <laughs> and somebody had taken control of my account, and I put up like this big skull and crossbones, and all my stuff was deleted. And the DMs just stopped cold. Nothing after that point. Like she was like afraid to uh, contact me or something. 
didn't know who was running the site at that point. Shame on you. I think she even closed her account down. I'd be embarrassed about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we have. So that obviously that's all. We've we've done those some of those things in fun. And and even the post as we've done later have been in fun. But uh, I remember you know, one time I I was jumping in the fun that you guys were having. And I was saying that I had physical proof of contrails. And one of them jumped on and said, where are you? Do you want to meet? And he just threw out where he lived and the nearby Burger King. And I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you there on Wednesday. <laughs> and yeah. he DM'd me that Wednesday and said, I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. That's terrible. Shame on it for that. So, yeah. yeah, it's uh, I, that's where I first realized, and I've mentioned this in the previous episodes, I realized there's a whole other world of the whole conspiracy theory in it. You know, I don't, I don't tease them as much. I got tired of all the most of them stuff. have blocked you. Yeah, and I've been blocked. I, I, I don't either. I actually felt bad about that one after. I, I still harass people a little bit, but I don't, I don't go to that extreme. I yeah, just kind of have yeah. some fun with them. I don't even do the, the chemtrail thing. So tired anymore. No one's really. I don't even Flat Earthers is the new thing. I, That's where it's at. What's that? Flat Earthers are the new thing. That's where it's at. Yeah, and I've even got tired of that one too. It's like, oh, there's no such thing as real evidence. So I just kind of left it where it was and i don't know i had somebody ask me today where's your flat earth friday post and occasionally i'll get in the mood to post something like that but uh yeah all that kind of it's a good time it's fun but it, it also kind of wears on you you know at times so well jay i know we're not we hadn't talked just kind of talking i know do you want to say not necessarily who but what you do now or or do you want to keep that just i don't know yeah, I, I i don't advertise who i fly for um yeah. But it's a better company than Steve flies for. <laughs> and, uh, I haven't advertised mine either, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm an airline guy. I fly, I fly um, for a major airline, and uh, I'm loving it. Uh, I've just passed over a year, my first year there since I retired, and uh, no regrets whatsoever. It's everything I thought it would be, and it's it's a lot of fun. So yeah. I have to say, I, I enjoy my job, too. Um, and this isn't a ding on the military, per se. And I love my time in the military. You'd probably say the same, Jay. But what 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 we found in the military as of it's getting progressively more, I guess. And, and one of the reasons I believe that the military has a, a pilot shortage is that, the you know, pilots are just doing so much other stuff besides flying airplanes. It seems like it's uh, it's so far down on your list. Of yeah. what you really do, yeah. Additional uh, duties, um, all where... the additional duties, all the additional training, all the stuff with DTS, and when you come back in vouchers, and it just seemed like it was a, a sea of other stuff besides flying. And, uh, mm -hmm. and it's not that we're prima donnas, and that's all we feel like we can do. It just it gets to the point where you just flying just gets to be priority number nine, ten, twelve, fourteen. And when you go to the airlines, they pay you to fly airplanes. And uh, it's refreshing. Yep. Uh, and it only gets better with time because your seniority goes up, your pay goes up. So every day is better than the last, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. you're compensated for everything you do. And like in the military, it's, you know, one rate, one size fits all. It doesn't matter if you work an hour or 20 hours some days, if you're on active duty or worse anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's all the same. So I appreciate that. I, I, like, I like that compensation side of that uh, of the aspect of the airlines 
the only issue is you have to deal with the general public. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I, I, we don't up front in the pilot. You don't, you don't, it's the folks in the back that have to deal most, mostly, you know, we have, we have the luxury of shutting the door, shutting and locking and, the door, doing, doing what we do. So. Well, Jay, I want to take a few questions here towards the end. We haven't had a chance to do that. Um, I see one here says, what was the funniest moment you've had uh, with me? Um, I don't know. Maybe you can answer that. What's the funniest moment we've had together? Well, there's a picture I just posted on my account of when I first met you, which kind of reminds me of uh, a funny time. But actually, I can't. There's so many funny, funny times. I, I just remember laughing so many times over so many different things. Um, not all of it's been flying. I, I just, yeah. I'll never forget the day you came into the squatter. I know I've told a story and you, you probably don't like me telling it, but no, it's good. It oh. makes me laugh every time. So in the international guard, you have drill weekends where everybody in the squadron gets together and, uh, you sit in a big room and go over PowerPoint slides till you're blue, you know, or till you can't stand it anymore. And it's all business, uh, square filling kind of stuff. And uh, our squadron was on the flight line. We had windows facing the flight line on one side. And facing the front of the room where was a large projection screen where we had our agenda, and meeting minutes, and everything up. There's probably, at that time, maybe 30 people in the room, which is a lot for our small squadron. <clears throat> but there's a door just off the side of the screen in the very front of the room that comes in. And uh, it wasn't a main entrance. But one right in the middle of the drill, right in the middle of a meeting, this guy walks in right in the middle of our meeting and uh, it's, it's combat Learjet Steve. <laughs> so he, he wasn't intending to, to walk into the middle of a meeting with every, everybody looking at him. He's trying to get into our unit at the time. I found out later, but I'm like, who is this guy? He's walked in. I'm like, it's just kind of weird. I, I wasn't thinking anything bad about it. I was just thinking like, what is this guy doing? He's in a flight suit. So we knew he was a pilot, but we didn't know who he was or why he was there. And I remember the commander was briefing, and he turned around and looked at him, and everybody just kind of stopped and looked at him. And it, <laughs> and Steve just wanted to crawl under a rock. So rather than, yeah. than going back out the door, he just came in. He looked for the the only door he could get through to get out of the way of all these <laughs> eyes. And uh, he thought it led to a hallway or something, but <clears throat> it was two feet to his right. So he grabbed the door, went into it, and it was just a small office. It was our commander's office. So he's now trapped in there. <laughs> from the main room of all these people looking at him yeah and yeah. uh but that's i'll just i'll never forget that it was funny so one I of the remember. guys knew you went up and got you so yeah i remember everybody <laughs> said hey you got to go visit a guard unit before you so the see who you are before they hire you and i remember thinking wow this took me 10 seconds to blow my opportunity with this unit <laughs> walked in in front of the middle of the brief with the commander and then went into his office and sat in his chair <laughs> so uh yeah it, uh, it was a terrible embarrassing moment so i don't know we had a lot of good times over the over the years flying i remember do you remember the time jay we uh we took off out of the colorado springs where this is uh one of those uh scenarios where uh the pressurization had that auto manual switch do you remember that yes and we took off you and i took off with it in manual yep. not auto Yep, it was my fault. I remember that because I, I did the pre-flight, and you were pretty oh, and uh, maintenance mess with it, and I'll blame it on them. But it was really my fault because I didn't double check it. Yep, I remember that. And we took off, and the airplane—I don't remember the specifics—but 
when you take off in manual, it will not pressurize. So we have a general on board and a couple aids, and sure enough, the airplane's not pressurizing. And I don't know, it was about 10 seconds of stoogery there that we're <laughs> flipping around. And I remember looking over, and of course, the, air, the cabin of the airplane's just climbing as fast as we are, and you leveled off. And I, I'm like, oh, here's the problem. We're not in auto. So as soon as I flipped that switch to auto, there goes our eardrums. You know, it's like it immediately tried to pressurize it back down. And I mean, I know I look back at the general and he's looking at us like, what kind of clown show is going on up front there? So, uh, yeah, that was uh, I, I yeah, just, we, uh, in the flying one. So Yeah, it was a CRM issue. I remember that because my hands are full of flying it, trying to figure out what was going on. And I immediately looked down at the cabin cabin air switch, which is the normal switch that causes lack of pressurization that we move all the time that we might forget. But no, it was on. So the second switch I looked at, it was the, the switch that you had just moved up. So both switches are now in the correct position. And uh, you may have mentioned it to me, but I didn't hear it at the time because I was busy flying or something. I looked down and everything's in the correct position, but we're not pressured. I'm like, oh, man, we got a bigger problem. And then uh, and I remember yeah. you mentioned, you, you told me at some point again, uh, you know, it was moved and everything was working correctly. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it was just, uh, it, it, it just happened. And the other thing, the other uh, mission that I remember specifically Jay with us is you and I, we'd got a short notice. One of our missions in the unit was to work with the DEA and move, uh, mm -hmm. uh, move drugs for 25 the DEA. kilos of cocaine on that one. Yeah. So we flew down to Albuquerque short notice, you and I, and uh, we met with the DEA agent and, he comes out to the airplane. I think that might have been our first one. He brings out 25 kilos of cocaine along with the bad guy in uh, handcuffs who had now decided to work with the DEA so that they could catch the next bigger fish. So uh, we helped get it all loaded. I remember just, I remember loading boxes of, you know, of cocaine going, wow, this is cocaine, you know, and whatever, how many umpteen million dollars street value it was. And uh, yeah. we took off from Albuquerque. I don't remember if we're going to Langley or someplace like that um, out east. Yeah, I think we're, they wanted us to go to Baltimore, but we had to take them to Andrews. That's it. And, That's uh, it. Yeah. I remember they were, uh, they were well armed guys. They had a couple, they have a couple M, M4s. Is that the right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've got a, he's a, he's a guy in the, you know, the, the Mexican drug cartel. So they were definitely guarding him. And, uh, I don't know, somewhere over Arkansas, maybe. I don't remember, a little bit further. Something we like realized that. we had an engine that uh, didn't respond at all. So um, I, I I don't remember who was flying. Were you flying, Jay? I don't remember. So uh, I don't recall. I just remember one of us went to pull the, the throttle back, and it didn't move. It was stuck. And all the way to the point where we're pulling it all the way back, almost idle to get it to come back and it's not moving at all. So yeah. we, we had a, we had an engine that is not responding. So obviously we're going to, we got the checklist out, but at this time we're, we're, we're also concerned the fact that we've got a, uh, you know, uh, part of the, the, you know, the Mexican uh, uh, cartel and a bunch of cocaine on board. So we're not just going <laughs> to drop in anywhere and land. So we were trying to figure out what the best place to go with that was along yeah. with working the problem. So I remember ultimately we descended, we, we ran the checklist and I think we fuel controlled the manual and we got control of it and 
was able to press on. So. Yeah, just the fuel computer was uh, freaking out for some reason, so we took it out of took it out of the program and uh, flew it manually on that engine. I, I think we we discussed diverting potentially, and then we started looking at our fuel at the lower altitude because we had to be lower with that. Yeah. And uh, we decided to keep going that we could make it after we looked a little closer, and we did so. That's awesome. I got a question here for you, Jay. Your your most rewarding flight. Rewarding. Hmm. And that could go back to your tanker days or any of the any of the stuff. Yeah. One that probably uh I'm not sure who's that's an interesting question. Um I would have to say after nine eleven, it was uh I think I flew the next two nights. September uh eleventh. I'm sorry, September uh, 12th and 13th, both nights flew to, I think, Andrews Air Force Base. Yeah. And uh, I would have to put it up to that. But those those are the two probably most rewarding flights. And just going to, you, know, you had that feeling after watching the, the towers fall of just wanting to do something, anything, because you just feel like you just want to tear somebody's head off that did that to, yeah. to our country. Yeah. So it's kind of a helpless feeling there watching all that but it was nice to be able to respond and have the ability to to do something so many people maybe couldn't even so <clears throat> as you recall they shut down all flights in the united states so it was uh, very quiet those next few evenings we take off and the only airplanes flying were refueling planes fighter planes some other special sneaky planes that we don't know about and uh I don't know of anybody else like us flying C-21s. There probably were a few out there. And uh, so I'd say that, just trying to trying to help out, going to pick up some generals and stuff in D.C. and bring them back. But I'll never forget taking off out of Colorado Springs, and they cleared us direct at 400 feet to Andrews Air Force Base, right to the final approach fix, or to the field, I can't remember. And as we came in that night, I could look down and see the Pentagon, uh, all the emergency responding vehicle lights, and the flames, I could still see the Pentagon was still on fire for the next couple nights. Even, I think even on the next night, on the 13th as I flew in there, there were still yeah. flames and it was smoldering. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it all became very real when I saw that. Uh, but uh, that, that was probably one of my most rewarding flight or flights. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That was, uh, there was some, there were some inter interesting things back then. And, I know uh, I've talked about this on previous podcasts, being able to take off that next night or next morning. Uh, right. You know, going into New York City and all that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Jay, I, I do you have anything you'd like to finish up with? This was just kind of a us talking through some of our stuff. I'm I'm grateful that you came on finally and we're able to get together and absolutely, you know, and, and share some of this stuff. It's uh, well, it was a great something out of it. So, it was yeah, fun. you know. And I have to tell you, brother, it was a great run with you. I, I truly enjoyed serving with you, and uh, you're a great friend. And yeah, we give each other a hard time, but uh, it is, it, you know, I, I still get DMs go, "What do you hate? Why do you hate pilot stuff?" I'm like, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> hate it, man. We're, we're buddies, but uh, uh, I appreciate what you did for this country. I appreciate your service, and and tomorrow I'm going to do. I'm going to try to post a lot tomorrow and post mm -hmm. as much as I can with you know, different people that have served in different aspects. So uh, I appreciate all that. And yeah, you know, that, that is what Veterans Day is about. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be celebrating that tomorrow. And uh, thanks to you guys 
for definitely having me on. I, I wish we got a chance. I, I, we got tied up in so many other things. We never got to the animal posts. But uh, maybe <laughs> yeah, next, next, time. We got next time. Quick two minutes. If I, I, I meant to ask you. I forgot about that, Jay, as far as, I mean, how did you become an animal expert? How did that whole thing transpire? So. <laughs> Uh, just years and years of observation. careful <laughs> <laughs> observation, uh, study. Um, yeah. a, a traveling scholar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do a great job of it. I, I, I see your posts and I just shake my head like, okay, this finally everybody's going to get it on this one. And nope. Nope. There's always a few, right? Yeah. So, How can uh, you be this consistently wrong? They must be asking. So. <laughs> if you're out there and you see his animal post, just uh, yeah, keep on scrolling. So that's funny. Awesome. Before we wrap up, where can people listening go and find you on Instagram? Um, I'm always out there on uh, at pilot stuff. All one word, uh, just at pilot stuff, just like it sounds. Two Fs. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jay. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your service. Uh, it was a great time tonight. And, uh, you know, I look forward to maybe in the future we can get together and talk a few more uh, stories and some of the stuff because there's a bunch of it out there. So, yeah, absolutely. we've got plenty more stories where those came from, don't we? Yeah, so. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Before we wrap up, we want to say thank you to our sponsor, Strike Force Energy. Be sure to check it out. They're a delicious one ounce tin pouch that is only a dollar a piece, cheaper than a monster. You can put it in a water tea, any drink you can. Be sure to use code COMBATLEARJET for 20% off, and it helps support this podcast. Also, uh, be sure to check out moguns.com, M-O-E-G-U-N-S.com. That's where you can find Combat Learjet stickers, shirts, patches, and possibly some other cool stuff we're working on in the near future. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next time.